Here we go. It is podcasting time. Colin Thomas joining us from We Will Fix It and Essential Maintenance Dubai right here in the podcast studio at the Rove Hotel. We're talking DIY, fixing stuff, keeping your life in order. Uh, anything else? Oh, stuff going on at the shop, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all, yeah as we're always. Just, we're just trying to throw that one in. Yeah, we, we've got tons to talk about, and it's been a while. Well, this is good news, because I might be here for hours, because I'm not sure I can get up again with my back. <laughs> we might just have to talk ad infinitum, guys. If this is the longest podcast that you've ever heard in your lives, I apologize, but it's all my fault. Yeah, here we go. Well, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kick off with that. And, and welcome to everyone who's listening and watching us on YouTube. We've got quite a following on YouTube, by the way. Fantastic. Yeah. That's yeah. nice to hear. Oh, and I've slouched again. <laughs> See, I never used to have to worry about this. I think I need to get a, a pillow for behind you because there was there was a there was a great one. I wish you know it actually Glenn and I were were watching it and, and Glenn was saying, It looks like he's he's gonna fall asleep. It's it, it I'm it, that relaxed, <laughs> you know? Well you, you were in the full regards. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, it's these why chairs. Do you, these why do you chairs. think I come? It's got nothing to do with it. <laughs> It's literally, it's the therapy. With I've got a bone to pick with Glenn, by the way. Oh, 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 I've, okay. I've now caught up with all of his episodes, and <laughs> his attitude towards the Pajero was absolutely appalling. And I even sold him one at the most reduced rate you can possibly manage, and ever since he's been terrible about them. Uh, yeah. How's, how's the Pajero stuff going, by the way? Yeah, it's all right. Got a really nice 2017 at the moment. It came from a oh. friend. Oh, here's a classic, and I'll, I'll make it very quick, but it's kind of maintenance. So he has owned it from new, a dear friend of mine, headmaster of the local school. Yeah. And um, I was around at his place at the weekend to uh, to pick it up. And he says, I just got to get rid of this thing. Yeah, it's one of those, well, he, he has an F-150, that, um, okay. a brand new one that he's, just, he's, he's grabbing. Yeah, so, so it was just an easy, nice deal for everybody. It worked really nicely. Mm. Um but then I got out my paint thickness tester. He's owned it since new. Four <laughs> kilometres it was when he got it. Uh-huh. And I said, look, I'll just go around this and I'll show you how it works. He's, uh, he's quite geeky uh, into all that, uh, like me. And I found that two panels had been resprayed. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was brand new, though. It was brand new. Yeah. So this is before he even owned it. They'd done repairs on it. Two possible scenarios. First of all, in shipping from Japan to here, there was damage. Uh-huh. They never declared it to him. Yeah. Or secondly, at some point when it's been serviced full agency history they have damaged the car repainted it and gave it back to him oh that is just wrong yeah i know so i put it up on the groups and said guys beware of this this is the reason why i use a really good paint thickness tester and um little do you know that value wise it has a massive effect so um as a result it's just it's one of those where luckily and actually because mine is so so advanced, I can work out not just how they've resprayed it, but why they've resprayed it and okay. exactly what happened. And it got dragged down a post. Oh, so uh, and I can back, see it. It's, a, it's probably in the shop. Someone backing it up. They were too close to the Definitely lift. Definitely possible. Yeah. Too that, close to the door. Exactly. Height wise, yeah. you can imagine entirely it was a lift. Yeah. So it, it's one of those, and, and people just don't know. Yeah. And the number of times that people come to me with cars and it's often the, the the ones that really get me are we, we've got to leave <laughs> yeah. we've got to leave now oh, we're in man. deep trouble i'm in deep financial trouble i just really need your help here and then i go around the car and went, i'm so sorry but this has had so many accidents i wouldn't put my own children in it so i can't i can't sell it on and it's a horrible moment that they've been duped and it's by some major major outfits as well yikes so awful yikes. anyway yeah. car stuff yeah 
You're the, you're the car guy. So, well, uh, but I have one question about the Pajeros. Uh, are okay, they still yeah. actually making them any longer? Or no, no they're, they're not. So this but, is it. We're we're on the sellout basically. Well, we are. But then what they'll actually do is they will keep shipping them to the Middle East because we're the biggest right. market by far. Okay. So they just have they have car yards full of these things. I'm not sure they have car yards full of them, but they've certainly got some around and about that will be GCC spec'd uh-huh. and um, brought over here without a doubt. So there's still plenty of stock in um, in El Hadzor. Uh, but the reality of them is they're never going to break down anyway. No. <laughs> you know? That's the phenomenal thing. I mean, I keep, I keep saying, Glenn, with all of his negativity about Pajeros, and it, it's no surprise that mechanics hate Pajeros. And the simple reason is because they make no money off them. Yeah. Okay, everything that Glenn drives breaks down the whole time. He's over the moon about that. Oh, his Volkswagen, Volkswagen. Yeah, that's because you make a fortune off them, including all mine. But the truth of the matter is, with the Pajero, yeah, it needs a service. And apart from that, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and by the way, when you sell it, I'm really sorry, but you're actually going to get more money than you expect back for it. That is why Glenn doesn't like it. All right. Yeah, so take that, Mr. Glenn. Yeah, well, this is going to be a back and forth in the podcast. You can guarantee it. Yeah. You can absolutely guarantee it, and I will come out all guns blazing, without a doubt. Before we get going, I want to, we want to talk tools, and we want to talk uh, other things with respect to doing repairs and, and maintenance and, and the lot. But you brought up a really interesting point because you were talking about, we, we've both been talking about stiff backs oh. and not back pain. Like I don't have back pain, just I do. stiff. I'm, I'm just. Where are you stiff, lower or upper? Uh, lower, right, sort of right at the waist. Yeah, okay. So mine kind of starts there. I mean, I've got a history from when I was 15, 16 with sciatica. and um, at 16 you had sciatica? Yeah, yeah. I grew, I grew basically too quickly oh. and didn't have the muscle structure around it. Okay. And I've got an, a really weak core at the best of times and I haven't done anything to solve it really. But um, I've been fine for probably five or six years and recently, probably two months ago, I just did a tweak. It wasn't a bad one. What was the trigger? You were just bending down, picking uh, up a hose, that kind of thing? No, no, bending down and putting shoes on, actually. um, Happens all the time to people. Or lifting things up into the garbage bins. Yes. I've seen a lot of people that kind of... Well, it didn't help because when I went to Rassal Kamer to pick up these really cheap alloys for the Beetle (laughs) racing series... I um there were eight alloys there. Oh no. And yeah, and you're just and I, lifted, them in- I lifted all eight oh, no. out from where they were, which was an odd location with a twist that was involved yeah, as well, and then yeah. put in the back of the car. Well that killed me. That absolutely killed me. So that was two weeks ago now. And I was doing quite well until last night. Um, and oddly enough, <laughs> it wasn't the racing. So I was racing last night with the Beatles. Oh yeah, which so, was so great. you're 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 crouched in. It- no. It wasn't that. Oh. It was as basic. I mean, that's the problem thing. It's such mundane things. It was physically getting into the car that I tweaked it initially. Oh, really? And then the G-forces, because we were absolutely going for it, because we were chasing the other Beetle that was yeah, in front yeah. of us, um, properly did me in. So I, I basically rolled out of the car after the first session. And uh, I was back in again immediately, because I'm not. there's no way I'm missing a session. But um, this morning, oh, my word, it was difficult. It was painful um, just to be able to get uh, out on, on the dog dog walk and the first 70 do you have this with your stiffness that my legs work really odd like i, I walk yeah, like um for the first like a bit. duck for the first 75 yards or so until yeah. i loosen up again yeah it takes it's just a little loosen up and, yeah. and i went jogging this morning and the first you know 500 meters were a little oh what's going on here and then it's suddenly it's just okay it's all it's all back so what sets you off uh sitting too much yes definitely in weird angles weather weather no not so much 
Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So this time of year, traditionally for me, is when oh, okay. things get worse. When I went back to the UK, with it being oh. colder there, that was much worse. So I'm never going back again, to be fair. I was wondering if you're oh. going to go back at Christmas. I read there's, they're just keeping everything as, they, as it is at this point. Uh, and on that basis, I'm definitely not. No, I, I wasn't anyway. Okay. Um, I had a lovely week with the parents. That, right. that part was lovely, and uh, with my sister as well. But the, the rest of it is, is not something I'd like to do on a regular basis. Well, I don't hey, I almost forgot. Ruby and Dylan were listening again to the episode where you said hello to Ruby and Dylan. Well, I want to say hello to them again because they're they're our biggest fans. They they are pushing the road. They are working against convention. Yes, and they are bringing. They are the ears of the young listener. Well, they loved it. They were yeah, like. Yeah. Wow, the American yeah. man is just, Hey, hey, easy, Ruben Dillon. I know, well, I had to explain Canadian, uh, uh, Canada versus the US, bless them. But uh, they absolutely loved it. So thank you very much for that, James. They really appreciate well, maybe, it. Well, maybe we can even have Cookie Monster say good morning to them. Now, this is Cookie Monster saying, hello, Ruby, hello, Dylan. And you know what starts with the letter C? Cookie, because C is for cookie. It's good enough for me. Okay, that's enough now. We have to go back to the show. That was brilliant. (laughs) (laughs) And people think this is a maintenance show. What's that about? So so I want to go back to our sore backs. Oh, yeah, sore backs. And the whole thing is, I have seen some of your guys wearing back things. Protectors. Protectors. So when... When you when you're bringing in staff, when you've got guys working there, wh- what do you do with respect to back protection education? Uh, well, ours, that's part of the health and safety program. Okay. So um, safe safe working um, practices. So um, they're all IASH qualified, and part of the health and safety course is uh, about safe lifting and um, safe maintenance as a whole. They choose whether or not they want to support like that. The logic is: Would anyone not want one? Um, yeah, because it does limit mobility. Okay. But the reason generally why they would use it is with water heaters, which are a pain because oh, yeah. the location... Yeah, lifting it, and f- yeah. underneath. But it's also, if you imagine the underside of that, where you've got a bath, you are naturally going to be twisting as you move, which is, is not nice. Mm-hmm. So w- we try and get people to be as careful as possible. Mind you, the difficulty with the health and safety <laughs> course, we started doing these, we found them, finally they went online um, about... Ooh, Five years ago, I reckon. Okay, right. And at that point, we were like, right, everybody now, we can we can put on these courses. And we immediately found that the number of accidents went up dramatically. Why? I have no idea. Okay. No research. But it took, it took us. When then, well, in that, that position, we then decided, okay, there's only one thing for it. We need to train them even more. Yeah. And use, because now there's instant and accident reports, which is all part of that health and safety policy, which we can use as case studies with people. And that worked really well. So yeah. now we're doing really well in terms of okay. accidents at work. They're still the most ridiculous accident-prone bunch out of work. <laughs> but within work hours, things are, are pretty good. And there are major consequences if they do not report an incident or an accident so you know they, they they're they pretty honest about these uh, these things now i always find it interesting when people are lifting how in many cases common sense is nowhere to be sound nowhere to be heard or seen and that is you know bending at the knees getting yeah. down as opposed to just bending over at the waist and then lifting up and using all of your lower back and core muscles to hopefully mitigate any damage that's going to happen. People don't get it. 
Yeah. just don't get it. Well, the other thing is, there's so many things that can help you with that process. There's, um, uh, as you know, Rick is uh, a dear friend of mine at MacPack uh, Removals. Yes. Oh, that, now see, those guys must have yeah. an enormous challenge to keeping everyone fit and ready they, to go. They do, without a doubt. But there's an additional element to that, which is, and um, people talk a lot about your core, which will help your back. Well, these boys are all, I mean, each man, they're not actually very big, his boys. Yeah. But to a man, they are built. I mean, really built. So that in itself, and that's just a really lot of. Helps. They're doing a lot of lifting like this. Constant. They're doing a lot of. Yeah. yeah. They're doing a lot of this. But you look at the teamwork, and then you also look at the bend your knees, straight yeah. back, all that kind of. Thing. If one of them does not do that correctly, every one of the rest of his team is watching for it. You know. Yeah. Which is wonderful, and it's exactly how yeah, it should it's good be. Teamwork. Yeah, it is. So that's something that we're looking to to understand a little bit more. How he gets his team to yeah. to, to call each other out that effectively is wonderful. Do, do you think possibly? I want to jump back to the health and safety videos, and they're online. Do you think while online health and safety videos are very convenient, there is added value to having that person come in with a couple sandbags or or come into come into the shop you've got the water heater and they're saying okay let's let's physically do this and kind of like a fitness coach they're you know let's let's lift some of these things up and they're watching say okay hold on how does that feel you know feel right here and they say straighten up just a bit now how does that feel when you lift and do you think there's benefit to doing that definitely yeah yeah yeah. um, well i guess you do that with your in services well there's a practical. Well, we do all of that from a, um, a training perspective for our staff. That, that standard, actually, less on the health and safety front. We do first aid uh, okay. as, a, as a course that we uh, that we offer internally. Um, but there's a practical issue on that one, which is a multiplier of ten to twenty in terms of cost right. for the lost revenue hours. Right. And and we can fit in an online course around our schedule. So when we have some downtime, we have a, like a, a hit list of people who haven't done such a course. Yeah. Get them back, replace them on the on the job, and let's get this all signed off. And and that's a standard process now that happens. If you have to schedule it at that point, it's not just the uh, the downtime in terms of um, the staff coming in, um, but also the cost of the guy as well. And, and you really, you, you wouldn't believe that you're then sat at somewhere around the you know, ten to 15,000 for an hour and a half. Really? Just in terms of the lost revenue and then the, okay. the downtime to physically get back to uh, yeah. to, to operable. It's, it's really difficult. So we, we try and minimize that. You, you're no longer doing window washing. True. You missed the water? You were, you're were quite the water aficionado, the water guru. Oh, I'm still involved. <laughs> <laughs> the, guy, the guy who I sold it to. Um, Here I fact, thought you were done with the, you know, the, the pure water. It was over. You'd invested. Oh, no, no, no. No, okay. No. So two, two things on that. It's a bit of a classic, really, which is the guy who took it over um, is Noel, is, is fantastic at the window cleaning side. He's not the most practical of men. So on that basis, I, I, I get it. Hold on, what does that mean? He can't maintain his own equipment. So oh, no. I'm trying to coach him into it, but it is literally a, a video. In fact, we've had two really reliable weeks, and, and um, but we've had everything um, with it, which is odd because we had nothing in two years. Yeah. Rebuilt the whole stuff, and it was absolutely fine. And then 
just just weird things along the way that have, have caused um, caused issues. But he's he's definitely getting there without a doubt and doing a phenomenal job. I mean, the cleaning yeah. that he's doing, and now with the focus. See, for us, the difficulty always was: do we spend our marketing money right. on AC, which is much more profitable than window cleaning, or, or the other way around? Obviously, you'd spend it on what's more profitable for you. Yeah. So, window cleaning with us just sat there as either a freebie for a contract, or alternatively, if it came our way, then we'd take it. Now with Noel, because that is his business, he is totally focused on it, and he is flying, okay. absolutely flying. So we've got a second unit that's uh, now just about ready for uh, for sale, and we were talking to Noel as well, and uh, bless him, he's, he's put quite an investment into the first unit, and although he's really busy, it's a real investment to, to get that next one up and running. We're talking about a possibility with Noel, but out of nowhere, I got a message from a friend of a friend to say another friend... <laughs> Hold on, a friend of a friend who says, I got another friend. Yes, okay. friend of a friend of a friend. So three degrees of bacon. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was absolutely all over the place. Yeah. Who uh, was looking for a van. That was all I was told initially. Anyway, he called up and uh, bless it, the phone call went, oh, yeah, um, I've, got this, I've got this unique idea in the UAE. I'm like, what's that? It's like, it's called Pure Water. You might not know about it. I was like, okay, this will be interesting. Anyway, what he said... So how long did you let him go on before you said, uh, pardon well, me? Well, the problem was he was talking all in, in buzzwords that were unique to the manufacturer that he bought all of his gear from. Okay. Okay. Now, the company that he's bought all of his gear from is actually is a decent outfit in the UK, and I do know them. But what he's paid for is just... I mean, he's literally gone... Lamborghini for something that desperately needed to be a Pajero. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's overspent. I think by a factor of maybe eight to ten. <sighs> yeah, but he's got. I mean, he's got the most ridiculous, amazing gear. He's got he's got <laughs> stuff like um a uh, a vacuum pole, oh. which can go up to thirty six feet, and it's extendable as it goes. Wow. I know, that's super cool. Yeah, yeah. So for that kind of stuff, if you imagine when you're doing, at the moment, say that you are a, um, you're a hotel. Yeah. You've got your standard AC servicing that's done, um, but all of the vents, just the vents, are 30 foot up in the air. Well, at the moment, the only way that you can actually clean that, and you need to clean it because your customers can see it, yeah. is by um, erecting scaffold in the middle of your, um, your hotel. Yeah, no one's doing that. Yeah, Exactly. And therefore, great market. That's really, really nice. Okay, okay. Well, the problem is, where, the, the, where it all goes a bit wrong was he was, t- he was telling me all about this smart tank. <laughs> smart tank. A smart tank. And I'm like, I don't even know what a smart tank is. Anyway, what he basically explained to me was this integrated um, water tank, pure water tank, which has the hoses integrated into it, that has the reverse osmosis system integrated all into in one, it. All in one fancy package. Yeah. Um, so and, if just, and also just has the pumps pause, as well. Pause just for a second. We're going to come yeah, back yeah. to the smart okay. tank. Yeah. Just remind, because there, there are a few people who probably have not listened to the podcast where we talked about smart oh, yes. water. And that's probably yeah. about two years ago. That oh, we it was were probably a while, this. wasn't it? So pure water, let's explain that. So pure water window cleaning is all about using, well, pure water. And, what and someone's going to say, well, I've got it coming out of the well. No, you haven't. So <laughs> generally speaking, when we're talking about pure water, we mean zero Im- impurity. Mm. So what that means is all, if you imagine minerals, minerals are technically an impurity in your water. And how you can tell that your water is impure is if you throw water at your window and it dries off, you can see the residue of the water drops that are there. 
Those are the impurities. Right. When you remove all of that, so you get just down to base water, it actually acts like a magnet for dirt. It's really uncomfortable. It does not like being that clean. So when you put that on a window, it will actually act like a magnet with all of the dirt, and then rinse it off with some more, leave it, and you'll have no smears whatsoever. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, you then couple that technology with where the um, the technology is for... Um, uh, the extendable telescopic poles, yeah. and then you pump that water to the top, put a brush on the top of it, and all of a sudden you fix the health and safety issue, which is going up a ladder is really dangerous. Yeah, yeah. So these two technologies all got put together probably about 10 to 15 years ago, uh, specifically in the UK, actually. And it's been it's been like a revolution because you can now clean houses quicker and much more effectively you, you, than you, in the past. You don't need any detergents. You don't, there is no detergent. no soap, soap or anything. It's just no, water. Just water. So you brilliant. Got, the ecological perspective is much stronger as yeah. well. So yeah. that, that works really well. So that's basically what we're trying okay. to create. Now, cool. Really cool. I got particularly geeky with it, yeah. so I. I well, I remember up, coming by the old the old setup, yeah. and there were the, the, it was it was phenomenal out back. You had a lounge area tucked away behind all of these tanks, and there were, I think there were what four or five steps. You had two that you didn't. We got well, no, no, we kind of calmed it down to seven. Okay, seven. That's uh, right. But we 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 started at thirteen because I, I wanted to see how dirty water. Yeah. I can actually make pure, and with the system that we had, we can. We honestly, if you'd have grabbed a bucket of mud, uh, we could have made that pure water, mm-hmm. uh, and it was a lot of fun. It was quite expensive to do. <laughs> it was a slight issue. Dan was okay with that. So, he was just, oh yeah, keep tinkering away. Well, the nice thing was, <laughs> Dan didn't realize you were Dan doing. Dan didn't really understand what I was actually doing, which was a big benefit for Dan. Um, and luckily, I kind of realized halfway through that I could actually make this a lot uh, cheaper just by using the standard Dewa water as a start point yeah. rather. Yeah than messing around with other things so it was um we we, we optimized it to okay. be and then we accidentally became the biggest producer of <laughs> pure <laughs> water in the middle east <laughs> which was hilarious and we have various people coming over um to uh, to borrow some yeah um we maybe should have tried selling it but it was probably a little yeah. bit too early for the market at that point point. and that's always a challenge isn't it when you're ahead of the wave and you've got something going and it's you're, you're so far ahead of the market people don't realize they actually yeah. need this stuff yeah absolutely but it's it's now that we know how to do it, yeah. the, the big problem and the problem that this guy's got that I, um, that I met from Abu Dhabi is... Okay, so now we're going to we're fast forward the tape back. So yeah. now we got the guy yeah, with so the pure water tank, the smart tank that has the hoses, the... the so he's the, got, so basically integrated. So if you imagine the back of a van, yeah. So you've got basically, instead of the floor at this level, the floor's now at that level, okay, which so is it's up two feet. all a metal tank. Right. Okay. There's two kind of holes on each side, which have the hose reels on, so they pull yeah. straight out as part of this tank. Inside the central hatch, there is a reverse osmosis membrane, which is how yeah. you get the worst of the water clean. It also has... The, so is, is the, the entire purification system now in the van? Yes. Wow. No, not, <laughs> not wow. Well, it sounds wow. It sounds wow because oh, yeah. it's... It's wow as a package. If yeah, you're as a package. It. It's like, wow, it's okay, I've got it all in one yeah. place. So, and then it's got um, these electronic pressure controllers for the pumps. The pumps themselves <laughs> are there also. And you know what? When it's working, it's an amazing yeah, setup. yeah. Yeah. It's not going to work for very long in this environment. There's yeah. no way. Yeah. I mean, I've blown all of his gear. I've blown all of it. Oh, no. So on that basis, it's it, it's a difficult conversation to have with him because it's like, okay, I understand on paper this guy thinks he's just sold you this Lambo. And, um, you know, the truth of the matter is he sold you a Ferrari, which is much less reliable than a Lambo. 
and and he hasn't ordered any spare parts. Oh no. Yeah. So if you imagine just even if it was he's got two options. It's going to go down through one one component at a time. You don't get multiple failures in one go. So he either has to air freight over that part and hope it's not a heavy one, or alternatively, he has to butcher what's there because it's all so specific to, to the, the, the setup and the space that he's got within this smart tank yeah. that he ends up with something that's just a dog's dinner. <sighs> but it's all the way through the system. Like oh, no. the hoses themselves are um, UK spec, which oh, are no. lovely hoses, yeah, but yeah. won't survive in the UV that's, that's here. Right. The pump itself is is totally specific to, to the smart tank, so all the mountings are different, um, the uh, the on and off um, controllers are totally different as well. How did you break this to him? That you know, great thing that you gently, got yeah. very really really gently. Did he start crying? No, he <laughs> didn't because it is really good gear. Yeah, but I kind of said to him, "Look, right now, you, these are the spares you should be ordering at this moment." And he's like, "It's arriving in two." He's like, Order it now. Get it sent by uh, by sea because by the time you've installed it, and, and oh, that was the other great thing. I'm like, how are you going to install this? He's like, oh, there's a distributor here. Oh, right, great. So they've got an installer for these. No, they've never sold one before. <laughs> so is Glenn installing this for him? I, I don't know yet. He's in Abu Dhabi, so okay. I, I have no idea what his plan is. Yeah. Um, but so this is the this is kind of the oddity of it. Yeah. Uh, but he's, he's got lots of additional elements to it that are great in theory. He's got all carbon poles, so they're wow. really really, so light. really light. Yeah, yeah. But each one is fifteen thousand dirhams for a pole. Okay, yeah. we've snapped a carbon they're g- pole. They're going to break. Yeah, we snapped a 22,000 dirham carbon pole. That makes you cry. Two <laughs> different sections, and it works out more expensive to get the replacements than to get a new pole locally. Yeah, you see. Yeah, but our poles are much heavier. We've got carbon poles for really high up, yeah. uh, but n- the, the main ones that we use are aluminium. They're a, literally a tenth of the price. They're heavier but they don't break. Yeah. And and that's the thing. So it's trying to it was trying to explain to him, look, work with what you've got, but you need to work sensibly. If that fails, you need to understand the plan B of how you're going to get around it. So now what he's suggesting is he's got a whole bunch of contracts that are commercial contracts, uh-huh. and he thinks that he's going to be overrun inside weeks. So he's after a van from us, and I said, well, actually, I've got, I've got a full unit that I can put together for you as well. So um, if, he is, if he has the pockets for it, then we will build him something that is reliable. <laughs> and, and it'll be very Billy Basic compared to what he's got, yeah. but it all works, and you can all get spares for it locally. So, you know, whereas nice. he'll be out of commission for three, four weeks, we'll be out of commission for 24 hours maximum. See, that's kind of cool. Yeah. So, so we'll see, so he's pondering see where it. he goes. Yeah, he's supposed to, actually, I'm on a phone call next with him, 10 o'clock today, I'm on the phone oh, call nice. to find out where his head's at. Um, but if he can afford both of those after what he's spent, then he, he's got some deep pockets, okay? Here's an interesting one. And this is, we're, we're, we are getting to more DIY stuff, but I, I, this mm. is all interesting. When you're repairing stuff, so yeah. I'm I'm talking specifically about my jacuzzi hot tub. Yes. Which is a legacy tub. So when yeah. the guys come to fix it, which it does not break down. In fact, the guys were there a couple of weeks ago. They had to, had to call in the, the repair dude. And I've gone through a few repair dudes until I've found the repair dude. That's a good contact. Yeah. And it's, I, I mean, he's worth his, he's worth everything. Send his details through. Okay. Because now and again, we get people requesting that service. Yeah. And I haven't got somebody good for that. Oh man, this guy's great. Wonderful. And... 
so so I own a legacy tub. Mm. So a spa form is the the brand out of the UK, but we're talking. So anyone who's been around in in the UK with hot tubs would know spa form. They've changed their name now. They're they're going by something else. But we're talking go back twenty years. Spa yeah. form was a big deal in the UK, and so I I bought this tub because they were it was on sale 20, yeah, yeah. 21 years ago, and the challenge is when parts start to go. So now this is when I say it's a legacy tub, which means everything that every part on this hot tub is no longer being sold. Yeah. So that's fun. So yeah. So finding those things, but here's the, so I, I've now replaced over 21 years, both my pumps. Yeah. Those both actually just both went in the last two years. Wow. I know that's what the, that's what the guy said. He said, how, how's that even possible? But, well, that's because the, in 20, 21 years ago, things were built properly. Well, that's, that's it. Why. And even even the there's a little vacuum in it, the blower, because all yes. hot tubs, and, and it's just a vacuum. Yeah. That's on reverse. That went too. So all of these things. So I've replaced everything. And, it, you know, but two weeks ago, I had to replace the second pump. And you could hear it coming on. But I prefer this to electronics, which is where it all goes yeah. badly wrong. Yeah. And I've worked on the jacuzzi <laughs> electronics, and it was a disaster. Yeah. Even with the spare parts, it was a total yeah. disaster. So the, the pump would come on, but it was it, you would hear it, it was like, and it was so one of the it was stuck somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he gets out, comes he comes to take it out, and this is where the whole story is going to. Is clearly when they built these hot tubs in the factory, they put all of the mechanisms in place, and then they put yes, the tub they in. Yeah. So you had no access to be able to. Yeah. So he's trying out. to take out the thing, and he's going, "Okay, there's there's two problems here. First of all, there's one screw behind." Because yeah. they've screwed it down to the base. Also, the grounding is behind. Oh, well, but, actually, no, the grounding isn't so much of an issue. Yeah, so it was, that was okay because he could put it on. But yeah, he's yeah. literally, oh, not only are the screw, one screw behind, but one of the, one of the pipe outlets yeah. was behind. So he said, Oh, that's said, nasty. Yeah. So he said, who, and he's just said, but who, who designed this? Like, yeah. who, who put the, and I said, clearly they fixed that design flaw down the road. And he said, fortunately, this pump never went. And it was, it was beautiful because it's a single speed pump. It's just full on. Like there's two pumps in this yeah, machine. Yeah. And, and he said, that's kind of unusual too, the way the two pumps work in, in this thing, because you've got one pump that's a variable speed pump, so it's got just a little circulation speed, and then oh, it is odd. And then it'll cl- click on to whatever horsepower it runs. Yeah, then yeah. I've got a second pump that just runs full bore, and that's the one that that finally went. So the full bore, uh, full bore one, surely must be running through some kind of filtration system that requires that circulation level. Uh, it, otherwise, it wouldn't it, make any sense. It only it only comes on when it'll come on on there's a timer so if you turn it on manually so if you got you know you're in the tub and you want to have ah. the blowers working you just push both pumps because i can activate them manually okay but when it's just circulating that's where the first pump comes on because it, it'll then circulate very slowly and you just hear it come on and it's just circulating the water you know circulating. Cool. so it's, it was really cool but it was it was the challenge of getting in to the space and even with all the funky tools so you know, you've, you've got a, a coupling where you've got to turn the pipe onto the pump and yep. you can tighten you can, yeah, yeah. The and you can only tighten it so far and so you're kind of on your side and you're leaning in and you're you're doing whatever and he had this really cool tool and that's ultimately this is segueing mm. into he had this really cool tool which looked like a, stra- a strap ratchet he had a strap ratchet yeah they're really good and I was just going oh that's cool all of our boys have those all the plumbers and he was going, you know, and I said, that's a really cool tool. He says, it is a really cool tool, except I can't get my hand in the back where I got to put this thing. Uh. <laughs> like, so I could, he could finally get his hand in as he's sort of lying on his back and he's got some weird angle going, but he says, yeah, I can't get the strap ratchet in. 
See, that's a pain because those union joints um, work yeah. on uh, a crushed O-ring. Right, exactly. So, yeah. And so, then he got it in, and then he realized, he, so he got it all in, he got it all put in place, he screwed things back in, and then we got to fill it. So I yeah. fill it up. Fortunately, he goes, also, he says, I love this tub because it fills fast, and you've got a big hose. Yeah. And so I, I fill it up a quarter of the way so we can see, and he goes, oh. And he's looking in, he's going, oh, he's got the light in. He's going, oh, no. It's dripping. Yeah, it's dripping. There's a problem with that, that O-ring. And so I had to take everything out and take a look at the O-rings. Oh, yeah. Just mumbling a bit. Oh, you'd always replace that. Yeah, that's what he did. And he, he, he said he thought it was the new one that he'd put in. You know, and it's just, ah, okay. it's, it's like, oh, no. It's they not. get brittle really easy, yeah. especially one of that age. And it would, oh, yeah. no chance. And you figure it's hot water going through it yeah, and yeah. chemicals. And it was, it was funny because, uh, I, you know, we, that's usually one of the stipulations when we go somewhere. Mm. You got a jacuzzi? You know, if you're renting an Airbnb, you got a jacuzzi? No. <laughs> jacuzzi and barbecue. What kind of place <laughs> are you? That's exactly what I write back. What kind of place are you guys? No barbecue, no jacuzzi. A no. little, little <laughs> studio on the 51st floor. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because I was taking the, the, the water and you're going, what, what do you use for chemicals in here? I said, bromine. And he's going, what? I said, bromine. And he's going, I, I go, better, better pH range for for treatment doesn't smell like chlorine but mm. it costs like 50 percent more and he's going so you pay more but you don't smell like chlorine exactly oh that's and, a nice one yeah i little, never knew that yeah, you use that yeah bromine tablets wow and uh he was taking pictures of it. he goes because he he's not been using that stuff either and he's saying you know this is good stuff because he was just sort of smelling the water and he's going wow this is, this is really good that's really important as well in jacuzzi because by its very nature of the aeration yeah um, it, it it really does fill your nostrils, doesn't it? Does. It does. So especially when you pull off the... You, they're always covered yeah, yeah. because you want to keep the heat in. So they're always covered. You pull that cover off and if you've had a good chlorination, it's like... Yeah. It's like, what am I sitting in here? I'm going to melt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it was, you know, back to this tool, and this is where, I, where we really wanted to go. Yes. The show is this strap ratchet. Yes. One of those things that as a home DIYer, you might use once or twice in you know, 10 years, but boy, does it make a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And and just to, so that people can kind of understand this, what you'd use this for is when you have a very large joint where you want constant pressure around it. Yeah. You know, you've got the, what people would know as alligator pliers. Yeah, so, or, or the water pump pliers, you could get yeah, those. Yeah, but uh, both of those are great if you're using metal. Yeah. Um, it's a metal joint. Now, if you imagine that being a plastic, a and that's PVC exactly joint. What, that's what yeah. he was dealing with. So the issue that you've got there is you will crack it. Unless you are an absolute genius, Yeah, you will crack it. And when you hear that, yeah. And so, there's, no, there's no fixing it. There's, I mean, you can try doing stuff, but you're done. So the strap, the strap ratchet. The nice thing about that is normally, I don't know whether your one was. Normally, the rubber, which no, this one was, it, it, it was chain. Uh, no, it was. It looked like it was uh, like a cloth. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But maybe it was rubberized. Uh, but it kind of okay. looked like a really thick, you know, like a strapping that you use on a a, a truck when you're. Yeah, yeah, that, like a, uh, yes. What do you call it? A tie wrap? Ratchet, a ratchet? Um, a ratchet strap. A ratchet, yeah. that's it. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I had to use the sound to, to describe it. You, it, you, it, well, it, got, it then got you there, knew exactly it? what it was. Like, yeah. yeah. So the idea of this, if you imagine, is instead of the just the contact point that you'd have um, with alligator pliers or that kind of thing, yeah. this spreads the load around the oh. entire thing, which basically means it's not going to crack because no particular point has any more yeah. pressure than anywhere else. So it's a really great tool for that kind of job. 
But the reality is, it's pretty specialist. Yeah. If you're not going into large joint plumbing, you probably don't need easy. one. Interestingly enough, I do, and I haven't got one. I, oh, well, yeah. I've got the boys, haven't I? And they've yeah, all got them. Yeah. So, but this is for my swimming pool. Yeah, oh, you where, need one, that for yeah. That. I've got the joints. Joints are dodgy as. And actually, talking of that, that still isn't done. That's going to be a uh, job I'm going yeah. to send them back yeah. to do. That you got leaks. You got leaks. In. Well, it's three. It's it's all three PVC gate valves. Uh, I absolutely hate. I mean, yeah. I've no idea. I genuinely, I'm no specialist <laughs> when it comes to swimming pool plumbing, yeah. but I don't really understand why they still use the plastic gate valves that I hate because the yeah. quality terrible and they all leak i mean every single one of them leaks and and it's silly but anyway it's gone beyond um, beyond just the odd drip now oh see and that's a, that's a problem yeah well i'm actually the one thing that gets on my nerves about it i can, I can survive a drip because it's in a its yeah. own separate area and it's fine but the the bit that really gets through to me is the cavitation in the pool uh-huh. which it, it, and that really irritates me and I know that's not normal, but it just, just gets through to me. So uh, that's the reason, really, that we need to get it all solved. And, are you going to just change out? The, so the plastic gate valves are typically those ones where you, you, you see the plastic knob on the top and, you know, open, close, open, close, open, yeah, close. Yeah, red, normally got a yeah. red... A red um, are you like going to replace those with metal ones? I'm not. No, no, you're going to put back in the plastic. Well, this is the thing. Because <laughs> you just told me you hate them. Yeah, I do hate them. <laughs> so why aren't you going to do the better valves? Well, because I need to understand the logic. Well, first uh, okay. of all, actually, I do know the, the real reason behind this, which is as soon as you put in a brass valve, which is what you would normally it's beautiful. do. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, a brass valve of the size that we're talking about, which is probably a two and a half inch tank, yeah. uh, two and a half inch fitting. That's yeah, big. Is probably 300 each. And I've got three of them. Okay. The plastic fitting is about 40, 50. Uh. So it's what's, what's Natalie going to? What's Natalie? Where's Natalie going to chime in on this? She's never even going to go in the building. She's never going to go, so she's no, not going to know. It's the outhouse. Okay, hasn't got a clue. She's not going she knows where. Actually, that's not true. She she knows where the on button is for the um, <laughs> uh, for the swimming pool when I'm not there, and um, she doesn't know where the off button is, which is odd because it's the same button, but I always get sent out there. So work that out. Yeah, one of those. So, uh, interestingly enough this week, though, I did have the boys over. I should have done this at the same time. I had the boys over for um, a leak on the water tank, and I was expecting the worst. Up on the roof? No. Well, ours isn't. Ours is uh, ground ground floor level. Okay, because I've got a ground so, floor and a roof yeah, tank. Yeah, you have. That's I got kind the of the old tank. style. Yeah. The old style approach to it. Which um, is weird. Well, it's yeah, it's just two places for things to go wrong is what yeah, it is. Yeah, the big advantage of that, though, is uh, if push comes to shove and the one on your roof um, is not working... Gravity enough will give you really good pressure. Yeah. Whereas, it, unfortunately, though, if the one on the ground floor fails, you are totally done for. Yeah. So there's no way that they will push up to the roof. So it, it, it's just a different setup. It's more okay. complex. Right. And, and I've just learned over the years that simplicity is the way forward. It really is. And the people who do that really well is Emar. Oh, okay. They've got the, got the head screwed on, and some of the designs that you see, there is a development in, in fact, I've spoken about this before, <laughs> which is underneath the golf cart, uh-huh. I kid you not, uh-huh. is an enormous room, we've talked about this, where all of the gear that's oh, in yeah. there, yeah. I reckon cost price for the gear that they've installed is probably 130, 140,000 dirhams, just for so, the pumps and setup. Knowing that this is all below ground level, 
and that's where water is going to run and stuff, and it's going to fill it. Well, did they get a bargain basement price when they put in all this technology for distribution of water in these villas? Absolutely not. No. Okay. No. It's, it's, there's so many design flaws that are, are <laughs> terminal design oh, flaws. No. In these. Anyway, the replacement that we put in is about 15,000 dirhams. Still a lot of money. Well, yeah, it's, it's a heck of a property, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But that is, um, in that situation, you've got a double pump setup. Where, okay. um, so there is, it's designed so that if one fails, you quickly just turn it on to the other one yeah. and you can keep going without any problem whatsoever. But it's the right gear for yeah. that type of house. And, yeah. and it's basic. You put that underwater, which happens frequently in this, uh, this particular development. Is there, is there no way of protecting against that? Uh, well, the problem that you have with the protection is if you imagine the traditional homeowner that isn't involved with their property whatsoever, it could be months before they realise that oh, there's even okay. even a problem. Yeah. And because it's in a separate um, place, it's not even somewhere where they would normally go. You know, how often well, are the well, novelties yeah. worn off? How often do you use your golf buggy? Yeah. Once a month. <laughs> yes. So therefore, you're not even in the room to hear the buzzer that's going off. Yeah, okay. Nah, not nah. really. I didn't even know. I thought those were bumblebees. We had that once, actually. Hilarious. Oh, no. I, I thought it was the sound of bumblebees. <laughs> that, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to laugh at that moment yeah. as they're just handing over their check for a huge amount of cash. Oh, man. Um, and it's, it's, it's one of those that really, it's just a really obvious design flaw in lots of different areas that we try and design out the best that we can. Mm. And whereas previously it takes a double failure, to, in fact, no, it takes a single failure to, to write the whole thing off. And the first thing you know is the water that's coming down the driveway and it's yeah. already a floor up. Crazy. So with ours, it would need a, a triple failure, okay. which is as good as we can do really yeah. to, to solve that issue. Yeah, the other, another little piece of equipment that uh, interesting when you, you never need it, but then you need it. And this is the craziest one: is a leather hole punch. Oh, I've got one of them. Yeah, yeah, no, the me crate. too. Yeah. Absolutely, I've got the one that's gone down generations. Oh, yeah, yeah, because that's one of those things that you'll never use it, and then oh, someone's going to have a belt, someone's going to have a pair of sandals, someone's going to have something that you need to put a hole in. And you'll you talk around with people, and it's like, oh, I don't have one of those. So you the belt, got one. the belt I'm actually wearing today is the belt that I had at my fattest. Okay. And if you notice, all the way down, it's still got the holes on it. You were still, you were way down at the end. Oh God, no, no, no I've cut oh. it off. I, I, wow. It, it used to be, it used to be about six inches longer than this. Wow. And fair enough, it was always there was plenty there. But this one just had to be punched and punched and punched. Luckily, as I've I've continued to to, to lose weight, and um, and then finally the other day, somebody went, "Oh, your your uh, belt is undone." I'm like, "No, it's definitely not." And I realised that the the flat was so long, <laughs> yeah, that it, was, it just got ridiculous. So I, actually, I had I one of those it, issues at the fish, at my fish and chip dance. I loved your fish and chip dance. Thank uh, that, you for that. That's by the, the way. chippy right there in Murdiff. And you know, I haven't been in so so long phone number right there visible yeah the guy thought i was trying to do something weird he came out i'm not surprised you were doing something <laughs> yeah. weird well you i think and that I, dance I, is normal I, and then i'm looking like you're talking about the belt and yeah. it, it clearly the belt needs to be trimmed because it was hanging out and i thought it was a little phallic but anyway uh, <laughs> TikTok, the james cast if you want to see what i'm talking about scroll back you'll find the fish and chip one and there's a whole series <laughs> of them now isn't there of your so, amazing dance moves. here's an interesting one i've got a colleague katya we won't name her and uh <laughs> Katya says to me, so we're not naming her, so no, she'll Katia. go unnamed. Yeah. She says, you, you got to up your moves, man. 
And I, she says, I can oh, give you some moves. tips. And I'm going, no, okay. you've got a particular style about you. And, and I said, okay, no problem. Why don't you come on and oh, brilliant. teach yeah, me a yeah. few new? And she goes, that's not happening. But I'll show you off the TikTok. And I'm going, no, but it would be better on the TikTok. I agree. So we're working it. She, but you've got a particular style about <laughs> it. I've got the old dad style. I know, but what's wrong with that? <laughs> we are old dads. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> I think it was great. I absolutely love it. And it, it gives me that little smile. Seen another one of those. And that's what it's about. And you know what? Part of our job as dads and where we're at now yeah. is to not give a... Yeah, exactly. And that's the wonderful thing. Hey, you want to hear and it? to raise a smile is... I absolutely that's, have... I tip my hat to you, Jerry. You know, that, and that's the only reason I do them. Because you know, I look at someone and say, aren't you embarrassed? I said, you know how many people say they, they get a little bit of a chuckle? Oh, absolutely. And especially when you find some odd place. Like there was one in Carrefour. Did you see that yeah. one? Oh, was that Carrefour? I saw the one yeah. in the aisles. Yeah, there was a Christmas one. Oh, wow. So you got to go back and look at that because there's a woman behind me shopping. She never I, looks. No, it looked like the one that I saw was <laughs> like you were in a, a much smaller, tighter. Oh, that was market. at the university. That was in a union co-op. Ah, okay. And I, and so, but look, go before that. There's a Christmas one. Oh, okay. And someone said, why don't you use Christmas too? I said, that's coming. But uh, so there <laughs> I was in Carrefour, freshly outlaid Christmas decorations. And I'm dancing in the aisle. There's a lady behind me shopping. Brilliant. Never, never looks. Never looks? No, no. Hell. I, that's what I don't get. I was like almost elbowed her. Own world. <laughs> Jeez, how do you deal with stressful situations? Yeah. I don't yeah, even yeah. notice them. <laughs> but you know, the crazy thing is I'm talking with uh, one of the advisors at the university with some students who are choosing courses. And this advisor calls me up and says, James, I got to tell you this story. You're, you're going to love it couple of students were watching on TikTok. They want to take your class now. Oh, lovely. And I'm going, based on TikTok, they, they're going, anyone? Communication. Any professor who's Medium willing to TikTok, it's got to be a good professor. I said, well, there we go. I'm an awesome professor, but if that TikTok's selling it, then- Good on you. <laughs> it's all marketing, isn't it? That's what I said. I said, it's classic. Yeah. That's classic. good news indeed. Yeah, yeah. Whole punch. Ah, the, the, speaking of TikTok, I sent you the TikTok video of the guy with the hammer drill. Oh, <laughs> I can't imagine that he can father children after that. So this guy has the hammer drill. I mean, we're talking industrial strength. Yeah, it's healthy, wasn't it? He's doing some demolition on a wall. He kind of has it. He, he, I don't know what he, he's got it held in See, his my crotch, theory, but I don't think he was using it. My theory was that he was up quite high yeah. because he is literally hanging himself yeah. off a strop. <laughs> but what I can't understand was, what, was he holding on with his hands I as think well? so, yeah. And then he propped the um, he propped the the hammer drill in a in a location that traditionally would not be it's propped. Right in his groin there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can I couldn't think of a nice way of putting it. And then somehow or other, my, my, he my kids would say the package. The, he's got it right in his package. Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And then he he literally turned it on, and it all went <laughs> all went ballistic. Which is great, but the oh, level man. of stupidity yeah. of some people is just beyond yeah. beyond comprehension, yeah. isn't it? You know, another another item that I, I have, and I, I almost never use it, but I, it'll be once a year, is a rubber mallet. Oh, no. That's a staple. You use that all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, once in a while I use it, but, uh, you know, you've got a rubber mallet. And yeah, see, the diff- the nice thing about a rubber mallet is... Um, if you've got something that you are just not too sure how far it is going to drive home to, if you use a standard hammer on that, or like a real heavy, heavy yeah. hammer, the equivalent but in, in steel, 
When you go too far, it's catastrophic. Right. The nice thing about a rubber mallet is it gives you that halfway house of working out how yeah. hard to hit it. And, <laughs> and if you do drive it home, you're unlikely to actually do damage. Yeah. So, no, I, I, I really like those. But then a lot of the rubber mallets here are garbage. Well, that's the thing. You've got to spend a little bit for... Yeah, do I, find those. Those, I find those smaller ones that are have got the yellow end. I've seen those come from Stanley's, got a really nice mallet. Yeah. They so cost a little bit more, though. They do. They are more expensive. But then that's interesting because I consider those to be kind of different. They're almost like detail hammers. Ah, okay. Um, in effect, with the two different ends, with the yeah. one end that's rock hard, the other end yeah. that's kind of rubberized. Yeah, yeah, I love those as well. I haven't got one, but I love those. Oh, okay. But the one I'm talking about is that, a much heavier, big yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, much heavier mallet. But again, those don't get, don't get duped because there's some really cheap ones. Oh, they are. And they're garbage. I mean, literally, the, the heads come flying off. Yeah, and I I know those because my boys now and again. Instead of going through the standard process of fill out the form, get Colin to approve this tool, go and get the tool purchased for you, and back it comes, and two days later you'll have the tool that you want. They just put in a claim form having bought the nine dirham rubber mallet. Yeah. And at that point, if I if I see one of those, <laughs> I know what they cost. And, and literally, I'll be saying to the boys, well, I'm glad you've got your own rubber mallet now because you're sure as heck not using it on our jobs. Because I know, A, the health and safety risk of that coming off at the wrong moment because you yeah. are hitting hard with those things. And secondly, the fact that I know it's going to be broken in a month, so why the heck would I actually pay for something of yeah. that rubbish quality? Yeah. So the boy's learning now. Yeah, okay, that's you, good. You want the company to pay? Yeah. Make sure it's approved. Good pry bar. Oh yeah, pry bar. now a pry bar is a pry bar, which is nice. So the, I've got I've got two. I've got a, a nice. Fl- I got one that's a pry bar that's that's really flat and it's curved, and then I've got a good crowbar. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, pry bar crowbar. Yeah. So, so again, I, I, is crowbar a universal word, or is that is that just a North American? De- no, no, it's definitely definitely UK as well. Okay. So the pry bar. The nice thing about that is um, there's a nuance to it. Yes. So again, one end is your one with the one end that's kind of designed for nails. Yeah, so yeah, you, that, yeah. that really helps. And um, those those I really do like because uh, again, you can have a lot more. Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? The word is probably like um, almost you can. You, you know, can you know what I'm hearing. I'm hearing a little Jeopardy in the background. Dun, 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 <laughs> yeah, dun, you can specify. <laughs> Exactly what level of force you want yeah, to use. Yeah. You can't do that with a crowbar. Nah, a crowbar cro- is just... crowbar is, it is coming off yeah, no matter what. Get in and yeah. ram that sucker. Yeah, but the lovely thing is, you're working really hard to break one of those, so you yeah. can go for the cheapest one that you find. And I've never had a bad one, apart from one that, <laughs> ones that rust, which can get a little bit oh, irritating. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But again, a bit of WD on them um, every now and then it tends, to, tends to sort all that kind of stuff out. Had, had the WD out? I mean, that's a, a staple. Although, I need to get the graphite spray. I got, the boys are coming for Christmas, so I gotta I gotta get them on to just go buy Canadian Tire and grab some graphite spray for yeah, me. Yeah, do uh, got and powder and powder. I, I was getting out get the both. the WD the other day, and there's no straw. The straw's gone. I'm going, ah, see, I've learned this lesson. Okay, now. okay. What do you do? Right. I, WD comes in an integrated pack, whereas instead of the the one that supposedly clips in the top, yeah. they have big cans now, which has an integrated rotating out. Um, spray oh. with nozzle, or if you rotate it further, it works as a standard spray, ah. all in one. Yeah, I gotta get that. And I was like, yeah, there's not even a question. And this week, we finally got all of the kids' stuff that unfortunately we'd left out over the uh, the summer period. Oh. Everything got WD'd and sorted out, and um, away we went. And it, it's worth a treat, as always it does. You know? yeah. But for the kids, it's just magic. 
Yeah. Right? So I got to get one of those. Because when you lose the straw. Yeah, the straw. The rubbish, aren't they? And where can you get another one of those? And also, the other problem with those straws is when you actually push it into the nozzle. Oh, you always fine, get hit. Fine the first time. But yeah, A, you get hit. And secondly, I find they loosen off. Yeah. So you then got WD everywhere well, anyway. They're all lubricated up. So it's, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it is. But it's it's one of those, which is a fantastic product. You, you know what? I've had to start using WD for. And, it's, and, and actually, I'm thinking the graphite spray might be what I need is so i've got a an, a ninja blender yes i remember you blender and and you know full ninja like this is mm. and i i ran into a problem so well, you said you can never kill that it, apparently no no not the juicer old. not the oh, juicer okay the, i've got the phillips juicer yes that thing won't die no exactly i've i've actually replaced the juicing mechanism in it once just because it was getting a little dull and I went yeah, to the I went to the Phillips you know showroom that's over in Ras Al I guess. So you couldn't just get the blade. Well, uh, it it's kind of got a meshy thing with the blade in it, so it's uh, a, okay. So, but it was fine because it was super inexpensive, and the guy's just going, you know, I don't, we don't even make that juicer anymore, but we have parts. Great. <laughs> I said, okay, I'll take one. I should have nice. taken two. I got to go and get another one just to back well, up. Anyway, no the Ninja was a whole other thing. So the Ninja has this, you know, it, it's beautiful horsepower on this mixer, uh, so blender. It's it's wonderful. Mm. And the problem is, is the blender blade mechanism that you kind of screw on the bottom. Yeah, yeah. It's got quite an axle inside and double connector on the blender. So it's got quite a bit of force going Mm. and it can get pretty warm, I suspect. And there's always metal or nylon. uh, It's metal. Good. Now, what happened was. As I was using it, and I guess in the washing cycle or something, when I was cleaning it, it got left somewhere, and it it, it kind of seized up a little bit. Yeah. So I, you know, bearings. So yeah. So I I put it aside, thinking, oh man, this is terrible. Yeah. And I I bought a couple new ones. Now, of course, I, I wasn't thinking correctly, and I thought oh, I'll get the I'll get this double pack that's a quarter of the price of the Ninja authentic ones, mm. which of course they were useless, yeah, and yeah. they both died within a month. Oh dear! And so I take out the old one that I never threw away, thankfully. Fire some double WD into that, mess around with it. It's totally loosened it up. So maybe it wasn't. Maybe that maybe some food stuff got into the back of it or something. I don't know, but it's totally loose and totally working and now i like to just every you know every week just give it a a little bit of maintenance to keep it going it's working fine the original one that's awesome and and that's when i was thinking you know that's where the the hoe the the little straw on the wd becomes very important as opposed to just spraying it yeah yeah. and maybe the graphite spray would be actually better i don't know no i see wd for that if you imagine part of the um the, the job that wd does is as a displacer Ah, so okay. if you've got water in there, that right. will work really well. So I think that's also the thing that's working. It's it's drying stuff out. It's getting the li- yeah. any, any water out. And, and also, it's it's really light. So that's yeah. the lightest oil. The, the graphite oh, okay. is heavier. Ah. So you'd probably find that it would be more messy with okay. the graphite spray compared to WD. You, you know when you... Here's an interesting one oh, for okay. you. I don't okay. know whether I've ever told you. Did I tell you that I used to be the uh, the product manager for a competing product to WD-40? What's what, a competing product? Called Rustola from Holtz. Rustola? Rustola, yeah. Which had like a little bit of graphite oh. in it too. I actually had never linked no. these stories together. I never even actually thought of it until very recently. But my claim to fame, this is when I was a <laughs> university placement student and I went to Holtz and Turtle Wax in the UK and I went there. Do, then, do, you, do you know the theme song for Turtle Wax advertisements? Turtle Wax gives you a hard shelf finish. Turtle Wax? Okay, anyway. Only in Northern <laughs> America, I'm afraid. 
<laughs> so we, I went there, and then two weeks after I joined as the most junior of junior assistants of the assistant, um, half the marketing team walked out. <laughs> so you became the marketing I was, guy. Oh, well, I was brand manager for most things at that point. The, <laughs> two but, weeks in, promoted. You don't believe it. the weird things that, that I did there. I did um, Tywell. This guy rang up. He's like, uh, I'm from Lotus. I like you already. Um, we are launching this new car, and we don't have space for a spare wheel. So we would like you to rebrand your tire weld um, for Lotus. I'm like, we can do that. <laughs> Two weeks in. In fact, no, by then I was probably been there a month. Anyway, I didn't think I needed to tell anybody about this for quite a while. Anyway, it turned out that that was one of the best deals that they've ever done. Luck, nothing else. And that was the Lotus Elise. Wow. So the original wow. Lotus Elise that that was put on. So uh, that was a really nice one. But the Rustola one, which was an utter classic, was, again, everybody was kind of out the office this day <laughs> when I got a phone call from production to say, uh, we're out at the canisters for uh, the aerosols for Rustola and we're on the production run. Your production slot is here. We don't have another production slot for three months. What do you want to do? Well, what I want to do is I want to hear what other options you've got. Well, the only other option that we've got is um, is we've, we've got a bit of the old the old stock that we had from like five years ago that we were about to throw. I'm like, oh, okay. So what's the difference? They're like, well, the the good news is that the uh, the barcode's all the same and the same product code. I'm like, oh, great. That's fantastic. That sounds really good. What's the difference then? Well, you know how previously it was a 44 mil um, uh, aerosol? Well, this one is 63. It's a little squat number. That doesn't sound too dramatic. Go for it. <laughs> so at that point, obviously, I've put that to one side because I had quite a lot of brands to re- really work on. And next thing you know, it's in stock. And um, and it got shipped out to Halfords and all of the main yeah. retailers that have got Rustola at this point. And the phone calls start happening. What have we done to Rustola? Oh, yeah, about Rustola. So, production problem, blah, 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 blah. The only one that we had, going to lose the production slot. So, therefore, I went for it on the old, um, the old packaging. All right. Do you know what a planogram is? <laughs> planogram? <laughs> I'm not sure I've had that in my training yet. Well, what a planogram is, is basically on a particular shelf of a, like a, t- a two-meter shelf, it's going. every little slot is allocated to a particular product. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, I'm glad Rustello's on there. Yeah, Rustello was on there at 46 mil, giving it two mil of space to be able to keep it away from the other products. It doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> And literally that aghast open mouth moment of I have properly messed up here was something that was just truly spectacular. And at that moment, there was literally nothing that could be done. I got, I got the product delisted in Halfords, which was the main volume driver. I'm not sure it ever really recovered. Oh, I'm not no. even sure that Rusto was still going and I might have killed it. Oh no! Which is terrible because it worked miles better than WD-40. Yeah. It was really, really yeah. good. And hence now everybody has to use WD-14 graphite spray <laughs> due to my error in, what was it, 1997 or something like that. Oh, my uh, word. Yeah. So that was a very long-winded way of telling you that, bizarrely, I'd forgotten that I used to, I used to run a competitor brand to WD-40. How? Oh, man. And on that note, Colin Thomas, Essential Maintenance, and we will, we will Fix It Dubai. This has been That Podcast. Thank you very much. Uh, always fun. Yeah, we'll do it all again real soon. Keep listening. 
Check out all the other podcasts we've been doing and we'll talk to you again real soon. So long for now.